everyone. Welcome to another exciting episode of Five Inside Podcast. I'm your guest co-host for today, Rain Cruz, also known as Ringside Rain. And today, along with Timmy B, we will talk about the next big thing in the UFC, discuss a petition to tear down the Apex, and a whole lot more. So Tim, what are we waiting for? Hit it! Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Fight Insight Podcast. Hello, Fight Insight fans, viewers, and listeners. Uh, slight little edit here. I've got my little baby, Evie, here with me. Say hello, Evie. No, she's not going to say anything. We recorded the whole thing, and it's good, but the interview is just so damn good. So I wanted to skip right to that, to be honest. We talked about the Apex and how horrible it is. There's a lot of hate coming online when I say that we should tear down the Apex. I'm not saying that we shouldn't have cards every week. I'm saying go to where we had Marab versus Petter Jan. Go to the theater at Virgin Hotels. Go to a place that's set up, that looks cool, that has a good environment, a vibe. There's no reason why uh, we have to limit the attendance down to 300 people at the Apex. There's no reason that we can't have the 2,361 people that the theater holds. Uh, Why do we have no Jumbotron? Why don't we have a nice walkout? Why don't we have a nice seating area? Make it intimate uh, but close. The Apex just seems like it was designed so poorly So anyways, we talk all about that, but I'm going to skip us ahead right to the part where I to give our friends of the podcast update, and we will also get right into the interview with Basil, which I guarantee you, you've never seen Basil like this before. I've I've watched other interviews. He is kick-ass on this one, so please do enjoy it. Before I get to that, I want to shout out our friends over at Magic Mind. So I'm going to try to hold this up to the uh, screen here. Magic Mind. Go to magicmind.com. There you go. It's going to focus in here. Magicmind.com slash fight insight and use code fight insight 20 to save 20% on your order. It's stackable. So you get up to like 53%. I'm telling you, I was skeptical of this. I'm not going to lie, um, but I've been taking it. I think now I'm on like day 20. 10 maybe so i'll give one another final update next week when i finish up my 15 days but uh i'm telling you less uh anxiety less laziness i feel more focused i really do it's it tastes good it's like matcha but it's more citrusy i would say um i do feel energized i do feel like i don't need coffee or anything like that so if you're looking for a healthy alternative something that's going to kind of keep your mind right i would definitely try it out so check out magicmind.com slash fight insight use code fight insight 20 i'd really appreciate it. it helps out the show and helps support good friends of ours that uh you know are good people and doing good things. So with that said, I'm going to edit this now back into the podcast where we get to the friends of the podcast update and uh, enjoy this episode because I really had a good time with Basil Hafez. Check him out, follow him on Instagram, follow Ringside Rain on Instagram, and I will see you guys soon. I will see you next week. Now on with the show. Ringside Rain, let's introduce our guest here. So our guest, he's down there. I see him smiling. He's he's super happy to be at this podcast. I know that for sure. Our guest today made one of the greatest UFC debuts in recent history a few weeks ago when he fought to a split decision against Jack Della Maddalena on three days notice, earning him a fight of the night bonus and praise from his fellow fighters all around the world. He's an American of Egyptian and Syrian descent. He is the former Fury FC welterweight champ and the former two-time CFFC welterweight champ. His life story is truly inspirational. His future is bright. 
everybody, this man is a total sweetheart. Please welcome to the podcast, Basil the Habibi! <laughs> there he is! What's up, guys? I appreciate you having me. <laughs> the man, Basil, Hello. how are you? I'm good, I'm good. I actually just woke up. I like uh, had to take my cousin uh, to the airport at like 5 a.m. or 4 a.m. And then I had to do a couple of <laughs> So my day is like complete opposite. Now I'm like, all right. Just waking uh, up right now. Yes. Late, late start for me right now. Technically. Hey, that's all right, my friend. Thank you so much for joining the podcast. I'm so Yeah, of course. I appreciate you guys having me. Excited yeah. to be on here. Dude, your life is crazy. Uh, you know, we have you for a limited time, but I will tell people to go check out the story of Basil Hafez. Your whole life story, my friend, is is very inspirational and it's very positive. I love it. I'm uh, so happy for your success. And it seems like it couldn't happen to a nicer guy. I appreciate that, man. Yeah, I mean, I'm happy for my success as well. It's been uh, a blessing. And, and honestly, I'm so grateful for all the love from everyone that's been outpouring since the fight. And uh, I'm just excited to embrace it and, you know, fill that role. I'm excited to get into another fight and uh, show that that was not the best product I put out there on four days notice. And, you know, I'm going to prove that the next one for sure. Dude, how crazy is it though, when you fought um, and the outpouring of love and support from fans, but specifically fellow fighters. I mean, I had pages after pages of uh, UFC veterans and current fighters tweeting out Basil Hafez, Basil Hafez, like, just the love for you, man. It, it was crazy. I've never seen that before for, for a debuting fighter like that. Yeah, I mean, I've been fighting for a long time. I've been training for 13 years, and I've been in the game. So, And I've met a lot of the uh, top fighters in, in history and in the fight game right now currently. You know, I've trained with guys. I've cross-trained. I've been here. I've been there. So I've met a lot of these guys, and I've trained with them, and I think a lot of them know that I'm legit. It's just been about me putting the pieces together to make sure that I show up in fight night and uh, do what I have to do in the cage to perform and then make sure that I can earn, you know, the opportunity to be in the big show. And so I feel like I've earned it before. And then, you know, maybe it slipped out from underneath me. Um, and that's just the way it goes sometimes. So finally I'm here and uh, you know, I think I've been deserving to be in the big show at anyone being signed recently. There's no one that's going to say that I am not deserving. So and if they don't, then we can step in the cage, <laughs> but uh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm just happy. I'm happy and I'm thankful to be where I'm at right now. And, you know, I'm, I'm where I dreamed of being. It's like accomplishing my dreams is something that's realistic right now for me. So I'm doing that and uh, I'm going to continue to bust my ass and make sure that, you know, I'm going to always be willing to leave it all out in the, there in the cage and like willing to die in the cage every single time. It's just, the, it's just my mentality. So fans going to definitely expect a better, more exciting fight from me next time I go out there for sure. Yeah, you're awesome, man. Uh, one of the one of the guys that you do train with, and now uh, Rain, we are now two degrees of separation away from the BMF because Basil. For those that don't know, you train with Justin Gaethje, correct? And he was yes, one of the dudes that was uh, wow. tweeting about you. Yes, sir. He just won, man, by a beautiful knockout. You know, perfect place kick, set yeah. it up as well. Like if you under, if people understand striking, they understand the quality of that setup because the way he throws his overhand or his right hook. And then he kind of the same body motion and threw the kick. It was beautiful. I'm so happy for him. He deserves that. And uh, he's going to get a title shot next. So I'm excited to see that happen too. Yeah, that's incredible. Now, Basil, you can tell the fans, viewers, and listeners of the Fight Insight podcast. Did you teach Gaethje everything he knows? Be honest. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, for sure. We'll just say that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. 
in, in reality, though, he really has uh, been like a lot of people don't know this. Like, is maybe he doesn't. I mean, he's he's pretty vocal. I think he's pretty like if you follow just to get you understanding, like he's a good dude. He's not. He's a really nice guy. Not just in fights, in, in you know, interviews, like everything you see, like his real personality. But like training with him and coming in, like not knowing him from Adam, he really like you know. I came in, busted my ass, and showed that I was a hard worker. He mm-hmm. took that with open open arms, and his team did as well. And they really, you know, embraced me and helped me out a lot. So, man, he's taught me so much. He's like, a, there's like an endless book of things that he knows. And just random times we'll be training, he'll show me a move here and a move there. And so, I'm just super grateful to be able to be in that room and like to be able to bust my ass and have a guy like that recognize it and say, okay, I'm gonna like take him under my wing a little bit, show him a little thing here and there, and like you get and then get you know get training with him. It's been great. It's been great. You know, all I can do going forward and like I've been doing is just continue to go in there and give him the hard work and continue to test him and he tests me and, you know, make sure that we're both ready when it comes fight time. Um, yeah, it's been great. I'm so blessed. <laughs> nice. Rain, how is your barbecue game? Are you My good bar- at cooking barbecue? <laughs> it depends. If I don't burn it, then yes. Because uh, <laughs> you know who's amazing at barbecue? This guy. This what? guy. Pretty good. <laughs> uh, yeah, I saw I saw him yesterday cooking up some lamb shanks, uh, which looked incredible, my friend. Uh, Thank you, man. Yeah, I, I, yeah. I mixed up a little bit. I grew up in the restaurant industry, so you know. Yeah, I, I, yeah. Play our kitchen a little bit. Yeah, that's awesome. What is the best place to eat in Philly, where you're from? Right. Yeah, in Philadelphia. Yeah. yeah. So let's say, damn. So I'm gonna shout out my brother's pizza shop. I'm not gonna, I'm gonna do that <laughs> first. Family over everything. Yeah. So Westchester Pizza Cafe makes amazing pizza, cheesesteaks, like pretty much anything. He makes it all from scratch, from top to bottom on the menu. And like Portnoy, Dave Portnoy went out and rated his pizza shop, gave him 8.1. I think it should have been the higher score personally, because yeah. it was the like second or third shop that he went to at the time. And like, I don't know, you know, if you know Portnoy, you know, he likes his pizza a certain way. So if you don't make it that exact style way, like then yeah. he'll give you a really good score, to be honest, even if it's a great pizza. So. So wait, hold, hold on. Are you saying that both the Hafez brothers have been screwed by judges lately? Yes. Yes. 100%. God dang it. Should have been a unanimous, you know, Was it the same judge tasting the pizza, Hafez? I don't think so. I don't think so. It, there's, it might be in cahoots a little bit. I don't know. I'm not. I don't know these things. You know, but. No, but my brother makes really good pizza. Like, honestly, nice. everyone, if you're someone's watching this and you're near Westchester Pizza Cafe in, in Pennsylvania where you're going out to that area, visit there, try it out. You make the score yourself on the on the app, right? You could do it on that pizza app or whatever. But yeah, that's the best in Philadelphia pizza wise. Nice. Um, and the cheesesteaks. But then I got to also shout out Delco Steaks. They make amazing cheesesteaks. They are uh, they have a couple spots in the city and we're outside the city. I think honestly, the whole Pats and Genos thing is just like way overplayed. No, I can't. They're gonna hate me because I know every interview I'm saying this, but you know, I mean, everyone knows it. I mean, like when you get that big, the quality goes down a little bit. Yeah, yeah. It's like going to McDonald's and coming to America and say you ate a cheeseburger. It's like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You ate like you ate that cheeseburger. You didn't eat a cheeseburger. Yeah, no, Basil. That's why we keep. <laughs> that's why we keep our viewership on this podcast to a modest 10, 11 people per week. You know what I mean? It's about the quality, quality, quality <laughs> yeah. right? I don't, you know, I don't do that crap, uh, Basil. So, oh wait, no. so I got a couple, of, a couple of spots on name like for oh. best, best. I'm gonna, I'm gonna help people out for best breakfast. Yeah, yeah. I'm gonna go Cafe Lamode. Cafe La Mode is a spot in Northern Liberties, and they do Middle Eastern kind of like French cuisine. Very, very elegate, uh, elevated, but like very not like crazy fancy and delicious. Everything there, top to bottom, great menu. Um, sandwiches, 
like more like just you know bun sandwiches there's a spot my buddy opened up called huda it's pretty good um they make his own he makes his own buns they're called like milk buns makes it out of, out of milk yeah they're really soft really unique sandwiches he's been a chef for years in philadelphia and opened up the sandwich spot it's like a blessing for people to have a chef as a, as a guy making your sandwiches <laughs> and nice. i think that's pretty much it you know hey, man, I, look you can't tell because of my massive physique basil but i'm a bread guy like oh, and you and me, my wife, well. my gotta, wife, gotta do a sandwich review sometime. <laughs> oh, we'll do it. We'll do it. My my wife always laughs because, like, I I think she thinks my motto is "I love bread." You know, like I've I've said that too many times. It might be on my nickname. tombstone if I go before. Her, that could be your nickname. You could have someone introduce you. Uh, you know, is that? <laughs> yeah, we'll, we'll work on it. We'll work. Habibi, you could be the bread, the bread lover, the, the bread, yeah, the bread the lover. <laughs> <laughs> that's not bad that's not bad uh basil when i saw you and i was introduced to you for the first time when you were coming to ufc i immediately bet money on you okay because i'm like look at what this dude looks like this dude looks like a fighter he looks like a killer basil i don't want you to lie to me there's a rumor going around are you playing saber tooth in deadpool 3 That'd be amazing, actually. No, I'm not. Can I show you, Rain? Do you know who I'm talking about? Is this <laughs> no. not Basil? Wait, oh, look at that! Twinsies. <laughs> I'm more shredded than that guy. I could play oh. that. That's all I'm gonna say. You could crush oh, he's that. He's a good actor. He's a good actor. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But Basil, Maybe one day I get my feet wet in the acting. You know, I could dab. I could dabble it up a little bit there. <laughs> I think so, man. I feel like you've got the look. I I want you to leverage this UFC career. As much as you can, but dude, you've got actor written all over you. I hope so, man. I appreciate that. You know, I think I got a little, got a little charisma about me, and I, I can act a little bit. I do different accents and things like that. But, you know, I'll yeah. say that. Say that <laughs> podcast. All right, ready? <laughs> Chinese accent, go. I don't know, man. How do you put <laughs> you on the spot like that? <laughs> I'm gonna, yeah, no, and well, and then see, I have this loaded. It's more like a British accent, a little bit. I talk like. But I haven't practiced at all, maybe. But I can try it now a little bit. Oh, hello! But see, that, that's without practicing. I just woke up. <laughs> nice, nice. Hey, no, no, you're good, man. You're good. Um, all right. I mean, I, the reason why I said the saber tooth is you got the cool chops, man. Like you got yeah. the cool like beard, mutton chops look. I'm Chinese, so I've been growing this beard for about. You're Chinese. Months. I never would have guessed that. Chinese, Portuguese, and Canadian. But okay. my dad's from Hong Kong. That's China. a really cool, that's a really unique mix right there, actually. Yeah, but it doesn't help the beard game. So no, not at all. Nothing. All yes. non-hairy. All <laughs> and it's what's crazy is I'm an Arab and I don't even have, this is mustache. This is what I get after like. That's the best you've got? That's like six K months. I'm not <laughs> that kid, more than that. I know it's sad. It's sad. Uh, I, I, tried, I tried, I'm not going to lie, when I tried Rogaine just on this, thinking it would make it thicker, not nothing. Didn't do anything. And my brother has had a full beard since he was in high school. I don't know what the hell happened to my genetics. I just, I still can't get a mustache. <laughs> that would have yeah. a full mustache if I could, but nope. Dude, my no. My dad had a full, big mustache, you know, like Santa Claus. Yeah. Nothing for me. All right, well. Okay. You love bread, I have no mustaches. You know, we're both cursed. Life, life is a curse. Too, though, actually, so I'm double cursed. Yeah, yeah, there you go. Uh, Basil, we're going to play a little game with you here based right, on your good. very cool facial hair. And here's the thing, guys. If you want to know, like I said at the intro, if you want to know about Basil, you want to know about his story, go check out 
dude was on the MMA hour. You gave a great interview there. I saw you on some smaller shows and smaller interviews where you've detailed your life and everything like that. I just don't want to repeat all that because it's out there in the world. You know what I mean? And I want to give, feel free to ask what I mean. Yeah, no, but I want to give, but I want to give those outlets the love too, right? Like, yeah, hey, go check those out because, like, mm-hmm. go find them, right? But for here, we're going to do something different, Basil, yeah. right? Because we want we want you to have a good time. We want you to come back when you're a champion, when you're, you know what I mean? When you're rising the ranks. We want you back. We're going to play a game. Rain is going to give you a clue to a UFC fighter <laughs> with a beard, and you're going to guess the fighter based on the clue. All right? Uh, it's going to be tough. <laughs> Maybe, maybe. I feel like you can do it, man. All right. The clues are pretty decent. Rain, first clue. Okay. He's been on the podcast six times. He is a farmer and wears overalls to media day. Oh, man. The the main clue here, he's been on the Fight Insight podcast six times. You're a frequent watcher. There you go. I'm going to say... He's a farmer. Guys, I think guys that have beards that I don't know that I'm trying. Court McGee. <laughs> oh, that's a good one. That's a good one. Uh, just, he wears, I know he he's wears like a farmer guy. Is he a farmer? I don't know. He looks he's, like a, he's a farmer. You know, no, she said he's a farmer. Oh, no, you don't know if Court McGee is. Yeah. This guy is a farmer and he wears overalls to media day all the time. Overalls, that's the thing, man. I'm thinking of Gilbert Burns because he wore overalls recently. That's like. Yeah, yeah. No, he's. Is Barbarena? Yes. Is that it? Oh, <laughs> shit. Look at that. Brian Bam Bam Barbarina. I forgot that he wears overalls. I don't look at a lot of the fighters media day. I'm not like a fanboy like that. I, yeah, I wish are, I was. Right. I like the fights. I like to watch the yeah, fights. Yeah. Well, I like Barbarina's fighting. I would love that, to fight. <laughs> that dude is my is like a really good friend of the podcast, man. He's been on okay, the show like six times. He's a very cool dude. Uh, all right. Rain. All right, one for one. We're doing right, good. Right. Like, one for one. <laughs> Number two. He shocked the world by not pulling guard for 15 minutes last week and is often blue in the face. Blue in the face. Oh, uh, Bobby Green. Is that it? No, No. wait. Blue in the face. I don't know why I thought blue in the face. I'm thinking like a rap lyric. Didn't pull guard last week. He did not. Pull guard. Yeah, did not pull guard. Minutes. I'm not gonna lie. For the whole prelims, I was like playing cornhole, friends. I missed the whole <laughs> cornhole. <laughs> like you end up cornhole. I don't do much, man. So like, who, I would who, pull, these who pulls? Who who has been critiqued for pulling guard a lot? Like it was really bad. The fans were really killing this dude. Man, I'm not gonna lie. I'm a little spaced out right now. I'm usually better at these. Uh, I'm not gonna do well this time. All that. right, blue in the face was the clue. He paints his face blue. Okay, hold on, Paul Craig. Yeah. Paul Craig. I did not catch blue in the face. And I'm like, wait, blue in the uh, face. And I'm like, paints his face blue. Okay. Blue in the face. I'm thinking of like a, uh, I don't know, like a rap lyric or like a. Oh, right. right. You, could have said, you could have said like best triangle game in the UFC right now. I've been like myself or this guy. Yeah. I've been, I've then, then, we're, then we're just saying you. I would what love to just freaking roll with that guy, man. I would love to train with that guy. I didn't comment on something I saw he was getting tagged. I would love to train with that guy. He's a, he's a great grappler. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. For those, yeah, for those that don't know, I mean, congratulate yourself, man. You are a jujitsu guy, right? Like you're a black belt, first degree black belt. That, yeah. That's your that's your game, man. People I mean, I've competed you against in. a lot of the top grapplers in the world too. I mean, I competed in my career against Gordon Bryan. He didn't get submitted either. Lost my points, uh, but he was a brown belt. I was a purple belt at the time, and I was, you know, kind of pissed about it. Still wanted to get it back. Obviously, now he's insane. <laughs> 
still want, I still would go for it, but you know, obviously, I'd like to see how I do. I guess. He's yeah, yeah, yeah. Now. Uh, but you, mean, might you might not be. You might not. You might not be on equal playing field right now, though, Basil. Yeah, I don't think I don't. I don't. At the same time, I believe I'm very hard to submit. I mean, uh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, no. I'm talking about the you know, glug glug pills, oh, pills yeah. you know. Yeah, 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 yeah. not very true. I have to get on. I have to fill this up with a bunch of other random shit first. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's got to be glowing, maybe bubbling. Yeah, you know. I mean, when I'm done my career, you know, I'm done fighting. Oh yeah. I mean, you don't know, man. I'm not punching people in the face. So who knows what I'll do? I'll, I'll, maybe I'll just turn into pure Wolverine. <laughs> 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 All right, Rain, number three. And, and again, Basil, we're looking for dudes with iconic beards here. All right, you know? we try. I'm sorry. So that's what you gotta think just, about. I'm that. not 100 percent with it beard. today. This is not my that's best. all right. No, you're you're an excellent <laughs> guest. You're an excellent guest, my friend. Excellent. <laughs> okay, number three. Jamal Hill once yelled, That's what she said to this samurai. Oh, Yuri Pahachka. Boom. Too easy, too easy. When you said samurai and it's his weight class, I'm like, I know that beard. It's hard. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Look at that beard, And that haircut. That haircut's unique. Yeah, that's... The uniqueness that he has. I really (laughs) hope he comes back from that injury, you know, good. Because that Yuri we saw as full health when he was doing it, like how he's good, he's doing it, you know, unstoppable. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like Jamal Hill too, man. It's hard. I'm a fan of both, actually. Jamal Hill's striking is on point, and it's like, he can still surprise anyone, just knock anyone out, really. I mean, he's hard to submit. You can see you saw that with Paul Craig. Just yeah. flopping his just, broken arm. Just I mean, guy like guy like that, man. I love to see that. It's like you know when he gets in that case, like I feel like I'm the same type of like I'm I'm cut from the same kind of cloth in that mentality. Like you have to kill me in there, man. And it's like I love that. So Yeah. I'm, yeah. All right, Rain. Last one. Last one. This man called Timmy B out to be on the podcast now only has one name. Just one name. Seal was on here? (laughs) (laughs) That's my dad joke right there. Who did Uh, you say? Seal? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Close, kind of. I've heard of him in forever. Uh, That's one name. Wait, who changed their name recently? Someone did. Yeah. Um, I'm blanking on who it is. Again, the key, the key. I'm uh, black. I don't know what it is. I know. It's, it's like the, the, the key clue. The life. key clue. The key clue is that he posted on his Instagram story that he wanted to be on this podcast. And again, as a frequent follower of this podcast, Basil, that's the clue. <sighs> you call me out on this. <laughs> one name. Pretty bad. One name. One name. I got to study more. I'm sorry. <laughs> one name. One name, and you already said him already. Oh, uh, is it Bobby Green? That there. What's his name now? Friend. King. Oh, that's his, his name is just King? Yeah, he legally changed We're in the his same name. management group, too. I should know that. My bad. <laughs> he we'll legally... smoke, we'll smoke a blunt and we'll, we'll make up on it. Oh, my bad. I didn't mean to get you wrong here. Yeah, I <laughs> thought his name was just King. I like that. Okay. King. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Have you met him before? I got to get met? the King one of my King Touch shirts. That's what I got to do. Ooh. <laughs> there you go. Have you met Bobby before? No, I never met him. But, uh, you know, we have the same management group and they're pretty close. And uh, I'm pretty close with them. So, like, we talk, tell stories and good stories this and that and so i was like you know one time we'll cross paths we'll meet and uh be able to like you know hang out but yeah i'm a fan of his you know fighting style obviously i'm more i'm a grappler but also i'm a fan of the striking you know yeah. everyone that talked to me i was calling bobby green to win against tony just because like you know bobby's striking is nasty and tony's it's crazy not the same tony right now as he used to be 
And don't and don't sleep on his wrestling, man. Because if you know yeah. the story of Bobby Green, he actually started as a wrestler. That's his background. He's a, yeah, he's, a, he's, he's a high just, school wrestler. He he, he kind of like uh, kind of like me in a way where like he realized the fans want to see. Him. He's like, I'm just gonna do this more. <laughs> but his strike <laughs> on point, his range control is on point. Yeah, and he fought yeah. teammates of mine too. So uh, you know, I'm a fan of him too in general. He's a good fighter, but uh, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. My bad, I didn't get that one. <laughs> no, no, no. Hey, man, I did kind of get it, but you've been helping me at the end here, giving away the, the big hits. <laughs> That's all right, man. That's all right. We got to help you out. But yeah, you're four for four for the game. So thank you very much for playing that. Rain, uh, I've got one last question for him. But uh, before before I do, do you have anything that you want to ask Mr. Basil Hafez? Yeah. So now that we talked about, you know, um, the king, right? Like he, ch- he legally changed his name to just the king. If you ever have the idea of changing your name legally to just one name, what would it be? Oh, man. I don't think I'd ever change mine. Probably just Basil. Okay. Basil. All right, I don't know. Because right. it's like, I, I've, I thought about it. I think every kid at one point maybe doesn't like the name. And then it's like, oh, I want to change it. But then I'm like, what the heck? What? I, I think I went to that point. And I'm like, what am I going to change my name to? <laughs> I can't be Phil or like Steve or like Bill. <laughs> <laughs> I, don't know, I like I like Basil. I like Basil. It's unique. Yeah, it's unique in its own way, and uh, I'd probably just be Basil with like one word like that. Yeah, well, the King is a great King is a great name. I got King Tut on my arm, so you know, uh, King, I'm not gonna, but I can't steal his. I don't know. I'd probably just go with Basil, or I go with Habibi. Yeah, okay. and the so reason that's Habibi, and like what Habibi, you sweetheart? Yeah, that's just him. That's Habibi. That's funny. Yeah. <laughs> I go yeah. by that. Yeah, that's right. And and that's why when I introduce you, I said this man is a sweetheart. And that's in reference. If people don't I like that know, you know and a lot of people don't even know Habibi, they don't take time to look that up. So are you yeah, already, yeah. if you already know it beforehand or did you Google that? Mm-hmm. No, I knew it beforehand because okay. uh well I grew up in I'm I'm in Toronto. I grew up in Toronto. There's a lot of very, Arabs in Toronto. Very right? multicultural, yeah, like yeah. it's a very multicultural city. So yeah, I I know I know a lot of um endearing words in other languages as well as a lot of swear words in other languages. Same, you know, same like, here, actually. Same here. <laughs> like a lot. I can curse you off in Armenian, like top to bottom, because I grew up around Armenians, but not the things you want me to say on the podcast. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, and the same thing with like Russian. I know a little Russian and uh, I know a little like uh, just curse words and you know, t- different. Uh, <laughs> different yeah. I get that. But actually, it's surprising. I, I know it's a lot of people I meet from Canada, actually. There's a lot more Arabs, I guess, in Canada on the regular than there is down here in America. So like people I meet from Canada usually do end up knowing Arabic or knowing some. Middle Eastern people, it's like every time. Oh yeah, <laughs> doesn't, <Dude>. doesn't miss. <laughs> yeah, all the time. Like it's so weird. There was a, there was a, this is like a really terrible tangent for a fight podcast, but there was a Disney no, cartoon. Yeah. There's a Disney cartoon movie that came out like a was it last year, a couple years ago, Turning Red, where the little girl turns into the red panda. Oh, I think so. Okay, I didn't see it. I'm not a big Disney. It's yeah. Okay. <laughs> I'm sorry. I don't. I don't. I don't think you're Disney's target I audience. Think of other to watch them with, maybe. But you know, I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll sit home. But, <laughs> But so it's uh, it takes place in Toronto, and oh, people, I didn't know that. Yeah, it takes place in Toronto, and people complained a lot because they're like, "Oh, they're just throwing in an Indian bus driver, and they're throwing in a Chinese whatever." Dude, that's what our city is. Like, if mm. you go to our city, it's so multicultural. It's, yeah. it, you don't even think about it. But it was so funny to watch people's reaction go like, okay. "Well, this is so forced. They're just doing a-. no." That is Toronto, Canada. People are saying you know that, I mean? but in reality, that's really what it is. Is that multicultural? Yeah. Yeah, yeah see, it is. I feel like every time I see something about Canada, it is that it's like not just a bunch of white people. It's just like a mix, thick mixture, no. of all different kinds of people. And it's like I like that, man. I'm a big fan of that. That's why I mean, I'm from Philadelphia, so Philadelphia is a big mixture of a lot of people too. Denver mainly white and Mexican, and I mean 
not a bad thing. I like seeing more brown people, so I'm not, I'm not hating on it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, Rain, anything else for Basil? I have, I have two more, actually. So yeah, we yeah. brought up the uh, the Habibi. Um, so I was curious, how did you come up with that? How did you uh, choose that nickname? Because, you know, uh, when, I, when I saw your nickname, I was like, oh, I, I like, you know, Habibi. But yeah. I was just curious because, like, you're a fighter, right? But your your nickname is a sweetheart. <laughs> no so my manager actually my manager one of my managers jacob he made a huge thing about it he's like bro there's no fear it's not scary the habibi i'm like it's not supposed to be scary it's not the thing yeah. about it but no yeah i mean that all my friends call me habibi or call me the habibi um okay. like that know me um my family members we all call each other habibi just like a way of saying like because we're very loving to each other and it's like you know it's just a way of saying like it's a term big term of endearment in arabic if, you have, if you're around people you care about and you love, you're going to call them Habibi or Habibti for a girl. And so um, it's just like all that. And then I already had like the Habibi on my license plate. I have like a Euro, <laughs> Euro plate. Custom Euro plate. I said the Habibi just because not even like I never had a nickname before the UFC. So it was just like I just embraced Habibi lifestyle in a way like the Habibi. And everyone called me it. My friends called me it. It was like my Call of Duty handle like. Of, <laughs> it's just like a lot of things that i'll be already so i was like you know what i was like i thought about it i had like a little little time of sitting and thinking i'm like i'm middle eastern i speak arabic um i think i'm a really like good person genuinely at heart i know i come off like obviously in a cage i'm a savage i try to be and like at times in life we go through things that make us a savage but like i really believe like truly at heart i do want the best for people and like so i believe the definition of sweetheart is truly like like I, I epitomize that. And so I don't know, it just fits so well. I feel like knowing myself and really, you know, also my culture and everything. And also I want to hear Bruce Buffer speak Arabic, you know, I want to hear the announcer speak some Arabic. They don't speak enough Arabic, bro. So I got to add that in their life. Good. Yeah. And then my last question is you mentioned earlier, you've been fighting for 13 years, right? 13 years. Yeah. Take me back to the very first time that you step inside the cage and then that time when you finally step inside a UFC cage, because you kept you kept saying earlier, this is a dream come true, dream come true. Oh so yeah, those moments. That's a lot. That's a loaded question, man. That's a good one. Uh, okay, so like, I mean, first time you step in the cage is is it's hard to remember a lot of it. You kind of like sometimes mostly you black out a little bit, like not black out, but like it's just tunnel vision. You're not like mm -hmm. absorbing all of you all of the things you around you like you would in your second or third amateur fight even. So like. I don't know. First one was just crazy. It was just like a whirlwind. I remember I didn't want to be in there. I remember like at the point of when the fight was starting, it's always like they always tell you like, oh, you're always going to be like, oh, I'm not ready, but you're, you're, you have to go. And it's like a big thing guys talk about. Like, oh, I don't think I'm ready, but it, that's it. The, fight, the announcer's calling my name. I'm about to fight in a second. And so that was a lot of the, the first one. It was like just what is this like? There's everyone's looking at me. I feel like I'm in a cockfight. It's like lights flashing. <laughs> Right in my face. He's like, you know, cheaper shows in the beginning. So it's like very shiny lights, blinding almost. So it's like you can't look up. And it's just like, I feel like I'm on stage, but it's just like, then it's like everyone's throwing money at me or something. It's just like that vibe. And then obviously, this fight was just like, I don't know. I just, I loved it, man. I loved every bit of it. Cause I've, cause throughout your career, you fight in different arenas, different cages, and different atmospheres. Um, and it's like, uh, you start to realize as a fighter, like, okay, canvas is a great thing to fight on because as a fighter, you really can do your best work on canvas because you get grip. The sweatier you get, the more the fight gets going, the more grip you get, and the more you continue to work. Wait, versus the other ones are like crappy, uh, I don't even know if you've been on them, they're like just super slippery mats. If you mm -hmm. sweaty feet and you throw a punch, you're going to just 
ball in your head. So, like, yeah, being in the UFC cage at the point you get there, usually you're like, most guys, I'd say, you're like, damn, this is, yeah, this is where I'm meant to be. Yeah. Nice. I think that's, that's wow. what it was. When I stepped in there and I was, especially, like, there was some bloody fights before, and I, have, I don't think I've been in canvas as much where there's been that many bloody fights before I fought. So blood all over the canvas and it was like you know that canvas material and i'm like looking out seeing the cameras i see the ufc logo and i'm just like this is this is this is it time to let everything hang out that's kind of like how it was like i usually have a little bit of fear like a little, you know everyone has a little bit of fear but i was just like ready to i was ready to like part my language i was ready to fucking get it in you know that's kind of what, what, what i meant where i was mentally i would say and that's yeah that's awesome <laughs> yeah, I like I, I like what you're saying too because we've talked to other fighters and stuff like that. And when we add, like a lot of times we'll have like amateur fighters, you know, write in to ask questions from from the UFC pros or one FC pros that we have on. And yeah. a lot of times the feedback is take a moment to absorb it all. Don't miss it, right? Because like you're saying, like you kind of black out because everything's happening so fast. But like it's so important to like just soak everything in, enjoy that moment, you know? Yeah, I think uh, I think even in my UFC debut, I didn't get to soak a lot of things in like I, I treated it i think in my interviews and even like everything i did it was very professional and like did everything i needed to do and top to bottom just treated it like it's another job and then like mm-hmm. obviously after the fight more than anything i think like realizing after you know sunday night because i spent the night of the fight in the er with like uh after effects from my weight cut I had a really bad weight cut yeah uh, and so once i got back to the hotel room and i was by myself in the you know peace and silence of the room i was like man i'm where I dreamed of being my whole life, like actually like sit there and like absorb it and like think about it and like no sleep, just straight up under my covers, just staring at the white ceiling. It's like thinking about, you know, I'm, I'm achieving my dreams right now, which is this crazy feeling really. I mean, like I think a lot of, not a lot of people really, I mean, let's say, let's be honest, not a lot of people do get to achieve their dreams. And like when you're someone that does achieve whatever your dream is, like everyone's dreams can be different. Everyone's gonna have their own path, but like whatever you really like try to manifest, that's a big thing too. I'm a huge believer in manifestation. I think that's so real. Like people hear that and then they like, especially before I started manifesting a lot, they would hear it. And I know the mentality is like, oh, that's just whatever. It's like, you know, guru bullshit or like it's self-motivational, self-help bullshit. It's like, no, what manifestation really is, if you understand it, is it, it gets you ready for when you do achieve those goals. You know how to approach it and you know what to do because you saw yourself there so many times that when you get to that point, you believe it in yourself as well that you belong to be there. It's not a surprise. It's not, it doesn't catch you, you know, in shock and then you mess up or you do make a mistake, you know? It's like, that's, that's a big, big part of my life. I think manifesting, I was going to be in the UFC and manifesting this and then getting there. And like, I think I just obviously did. I was like, I've made it. Like, I felt like I was just supposed to be there anyway. And like, you know, I did A to B, A to C, everything I was supposed to do. But then, yeah, that Sunday night, really realizing I'm in my, I'm where I dreamed of being and like, I'm achieving my dreams is a crazy feeling. And like, I'm just excited to uh, continue to hopefully put on great fights and, and earn my place every time I fight. That's incredible. That's a beautiful answer, Basil. Uh, Rain, that is perfect. And that explanation of what manifestation is, I have never heard that before, man. And that speaks to me big time. That is very cool the way that you said that. Appreciate I, that. I, I really like it. I really, really I got like it. I goosebumps. Like, that's like <laughs> yeah. a really yeah. great like, yeah, spiel yeah. about that. Yeah, I got, I got living your dream. That's amazing. Yeah. That Basil, the fighter, the pizza shop owner, <laughs> the bread lover, the motivational speaker, the, the X-Men cast member. Like, dude, you got it all. 
Uh, Basil, before I before I let you go, I do want to ask you one question, which really segues beautifully off what you just said. Um, but it's a question that we've been asking all our guests on the show. It's a question that my mother um, used to ask me every day uh, as a child. And and Basil, I do want to say um, I, my condolences to you. I know on a slight tangent, though, I, I know that you lost both your parents. I've lost both of mine as well, so I know that oh, feeling. Sorry, and, and I and I'm sorry for you as well. But um, my mother used to ask me this question every day as a child growing up. Basil Hafez, on a scale of one to 10, how happy are you? Right now? It's like a nine or 10. <laughs> nice. Yeah, pretty, nice. Pretty happy. Pretty happy. And, and it's I, think, for- I think, I'm not going to lie. I think I do have like a slight masochist in me where I'm always going to try and maybe look at more negative and be more pessimistic. But like, um, I've been trying to be more optimistic in life. It's been an, an like ongoing battle. So I keep getting calls at the exact same time. Um, it, <laughs> being pessimistic has been like an ongoing battle for me and like trying to be um, positive so that I can be a positive role model as well as like really live a happy life. So I would say right now, like currently where I'm at, yeah, nine or 10, and I'm hoping to stay that way. I'm, I'm where I dreamed of being. I can't, really can't complain about anything else right now. Just I'm in the point of where I dreamed of being and I have the ability to continue to work and grow. And, and, and put a better product out there every time. So I'm just excited and grateful to be there. <laughs> it's beautiful, Basil. It's the perfect answer. I'm, I, <laughs> goosebumps, chills, yeah. Basil, you're giving us everything, my friend. Uh, okay. that, one thing Basil I do want to say is too, sorry, I don't, I don't, cause I, know if we're, no. I don't know if you're going to sign us off, but one no. thing I am starting to do that I uh, wanted to do more of that uh, I think obviously for a while I was kind of like maybe, you know, fighters like broke and not able to do it as much. So it was like a huge... Uh, laps in that period but uh officially starting once we have released this new merch with millions.co um we're gonna be doing i'm hoping I'm, i haven't talked to him about it yet so <laughs> i don't know if I can, this is official but i'm gonna be donating my proceeds and all proceeds i make off of any merch 100 uh, percent of them to uh, breast cancer donations and so hopefully they're gonna be uh, matching me as well we're still have to talk to them to figure it out so i'm gonna put the court the cart for the horse but uh, hopefully they'll be matching me and then what we'll be able to do is basically what I used to do is I would raise a bunch of money with shirt sales and merch sales and different things and then be able to find uh, families going through breast cancer and then to, like directly donate to that family. No middleman, no like foundation in between. So um, it's something I, I believe very passionately about and very deeply you know, want to help and do more of is, is breast cancer help donations and helping families. So like I know one thing that we went through and like, I think a lot of people that understand this will understand this that have been through is like, you know, when you're, when you have someone that's really sick in your family, that is a you know provider, it makes life a lot harder. And it's like on top of that, you have the sickness and it's like really what these people need at this time is like, yeah, there's a lot of millions of dollars behind the cure and, and trying to find it. And if there is actually a cure already existing and I'm not going to get into like all that, but yeah, yeah, yeah. at this point they're working full-time and there's millions of dollars behind it so really there's not much more that a person can do but in my opinion like what can you do to help somebody going through breast cancer is like okay you can help them you help them pay a bill this month you can help them take some stress off their mind so like they can relax a little bit you know it's like and, and enjoy time with their family so to me like i'm really passionate about being able to like do that i want to raise money and and do it the best way i can and and, and efficiently and, and then hopefully just directly donate that to families that i can meet and, and help so Go on millions.co once we release merch and buy any any of the shirts, any all the merch if you can. And yeah. help help support this cause so we can raise money and we can like, you know, help families going through breast cancer. So sorry, that's what I wanted to say. 
Basil, that is a beautiful sentiment. Yeah. Rain, Rain, I agree with that a million percent. I've gone through so many different things with charities and things like that. And what Basil is saying there for people that are listening, that is 100% accurate. Donating $10 into a bucket somewhere is great. Mm-hmm. But spending an hour and donating your time or doing something directly for those impacted is to me so much more worthwhile because mm-hmm. you don't know where that $10 is going to go anyways. Mm-hmm. As I could, I could spend a whole podcast talking to you about like just my whole stuff around that and, and things that I think you were alluding to, but yeah, That's man, good. uh, I will 100% buy your merchandise, Basil. And um, when it is released, we will we will post it. We will share it. You're a friend of the podcast from now on, man. And uh, I'm I so happy. You guys having me, man. This has been awesome. And uh, yeah, it's been great talking. You guys have really asked the right questions. <laughs> yeah. No, I'm glad. Rain, anything you want to say before we let this man go? No, I just want to say thank you for joining us today. You have such a great energy, great positive energy. I love how I, I can tell you're really a genuine, nice, kind person. You are a real Habibi. Appreciate that. I appreciate that. So- <laughs> uh, that <laughs> there's there's so much love on this podcast yeah. today, Basil. All love. 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 <laughs> um, Basil, anything you want to say before we let you go, my friend? We're going to sign off. Yeah, no, I appreciate you guys having me. It's been great. You guys are easy, so easy to talk to. Um, great questions, and hopefully next time I'll do better on the quiz, be sharper. <laughs> we're gonna we're gonna make it we're gonna make it way tougher. We're gonna do an all <laughs> we're gonna do an all women's edition of beards. Okay, you know, this is gonna be know, hard because really I gotta tough. really look at those pictures now. I gotta really like <laughs> I'm down. To yeah, you gotta figure that out, man. Uh, no, Basil, thank you guys so much. It's been awesome. Yeah, I'm, I'm so grateful to be on the podcast. I'm looking forward to be on again and uh, keep a look out for the merch and uh, for the next fight. Basil underscore Badger. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let me throw that up on the banner below. I mean, we'll put it. We'll put it in all all the show notes for those listening on audio only. It's Basil Badre underscore Badre. B A S S I L underscore B A D R E. That is him. Go follow him. Give him love and support. Buy his merch on Millions.co when it comes out. Mm -hmm. Uh, Basil, please tell the BMF to stop ignoring my DMs and to come on my podcast. I'll do my uh, best. He's uh, really, really busy right now. This guy, oh, God, yeah. He doesn't, of he, doesn't answer my, he doesn't answer my DMs all the time. So what I mean. a son of a gun. All right. Well, we'll <laughs> yell it up together. Bro, he's busy being a BMF right now. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> Just beating up random people on the streets. I don't know what they, I don't know what BMF does, but that's. I, I, I imagine a BMF someone who like beats up. Like or like Robin Hood beats up the, the bad guys and helps them. Yeah, helps them. goes around yeah, solving yeah. crime. Yeah, that's what he's doing right now. He's not solving crime, so he'll get to us. I'll talk to him. I'll try. All right. Thank <laughs> you, thank you, someone who's eating a, a Philly cheesesteak sandwich at your brother's shop. Nice. Yeah, that's a BMF too. Actually, we got a guy out here in Denver named uh, uh, AJ over AJ Sheffler over at Little Arthur's. He makes if you're ever in Denver, Colorado, and you want a legit Philly cheesesteak, like as if you were standing at a spot in Philadelphia, come out to here. Get this spot. It is amazing. Man, he does pop-ups two or three times a week. Uh, he's a buddy of mine as well. I'll shout him out. But uh, amazing cheesesteaks in Denver. I'll take him, Justin, over there to get some of that soon. Hopefully. Yeah, yeah. Good then call. you can tell him about us at the yes, same time. Hey, Ringside Rain and Timmy B. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right, man. Uh, everybody, thank you so much. If you're listening on audio, we're going to end the podcast here. If you're on video, we're going to put some uh, video links up here that you can see and you can check out. Basil Hafez, you are the best, man. Thank you so much for coming to the podcast. Absolute pleasure. Ringside Rain, thank you for being my co-host again. Love both of you guys. All right. Have a good one, guys. Everybody take care. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. See ya.